Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the shoe program. Jay, how you been, man? It's been a minute. Yep, I am great. I am great. Yeah. We've actually had a lot of a lot of good news, a lot of breaking news happen over the past couple of weeks since we've done our last podcast. So I think we should just hop right in and get to the main thing I think that we want to talk about, and that is the FTC versus Xbox. Um, as we all know by now, Xbox won. Uh, well, I guess they will say it's not over with yet, but they won an important case against the FTC so that the deal could go through. Um, Jay, what were your thoughts just basically on everything that went down? Well, I'm happy that uh, uh, the judge on this case, uh, you know, made her decision uh, rightfully. And, you know, I, you know, at first we could really come off as biased because, you know, we do primarily play Xbox, but um, a lot of this stuff wasn't making sense. And, uh, you know, I do I do feel um, a lot of this was uh, some kind of collusion going on with the FTC and Sony first off. But I'm glad the judge saw through those things because, you know, a lot of uh, the FTC's uh, accusations and defenses were really catered to um, what, how Call of Duty being on, uh, well, how uh, at Microsoft's ownership of Call of Duty and other Activision titles, but primarily Call of Duty, would affect uh, PlayStation, PlayStation negatively. And uh, she saw through that and she realized that, you know, uh, Xbox and Microsoft's uh, ownership of Activision Blizzard wouldn't really change the landscape, especially if uh, Call of Duty is still going to be on both consoles, which makes sense because, as me and you know, EJ, Call of Duty makes a lot of its money not just off the game itself, but, the, but through its microtransactions. Um, that's where a lot of the, the bulk of that money comes from. That, that makes Call of Duty its money. And it would be stupid mm-hmm. of Microsoft to uh to not uh allow playstation users to play the game and also buy those microtransactions. that's that's free money right there you you know it, yep. it doesn't make sense so i'm glad the judge saw through those things and, and saw through uh the ftc's weak arguments um uh, you know about about those things and we, we got a lot of we got a lot of interesting takes you know there was one little quote from microsoft where the microsoft president came out and said that, you know, they're willing to spin Sony out of business. Uh, you know, everybody was saying that wasn't a good look. And uh, and then also Jim Ryan, uh, CEO of uh, uh, PlayStation, uh, our PlayStation president, um, you know, had an email that came out and said that, you know, they didn't, they didn't want to deal with Microsoft after Phil Spencer, uh, Xbox uh, boss, offered them a 10-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, a 10 year deal where they would make sure ensure that you know Call of Duty games would you know be on PlayStation and Jim Ryan straight up said I don't want to do it. I just want to block your merger so you know there, there, there was just a bunch of you know behind the scenes you know I, I kind of want to say corrupt but it's not really corrupt it's just you know well maybe it's corrupt from the FTC's part because I feel like I do feel like there are some inner workings behind the scenes with Sony and, and the FTC but you know, Sony doesn't want to. You know, Sony doesn't want to give Call of Duty up, and they tried to do everything they could. And now, uh, I feel like the judge has rooted, has made the best decision and the uh, the 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 moral decision, which was the right one, in my opinion. So we left. Yep, I agree. I mean, 
it was just weird how, like you said, I mean, they're basing it off of one game, and I understand that that one game is important to them. The main thing that was always just worried me and was just like, this doesn't make any sense is, you know, like you were saying, they're not going to make it exclusive because they're going to lose way too much money. I think, I forget what the figure was that they said that they stand to lose if they were to um, go exclusive and not include Sony on uh, Call of Duty. Do you remember what that number was? I don't remember. I think it was in, I think it was maybe like the 200 million, something like that. But um, it's stupid for you to honestly think that they would make that an exclusive and lose out on all that money for Microsoft. Um, I think personally, the main thing they're worried about was just all the stupid exclusive stuff that Sony gets. Like, you know, before the game's released, there's always special skins and, you know, uh, beta testing where only PlayStation could do it. And, and that was always dumb to me because it's just like, we all play the game. There should be nothing special about Sony getting uh, preferential treatment when it comes to Call of Duty. So I'm happy that, you know, they're going to win the case. Um, I don't really see any of the implications as far as the whole cloud gaming thing that the CMA is trying to say that they see, which is why they didn't approve it initially. Um, and like a lot of people were saying, and the lawyers were saying, that market isn't even established yet for them to even have to be able to and make a ruling based off of the cloud gaming scene because i mean people do game in the cloud i mean it's not like it's 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 non-existent but we haven't gotten to the point to where everything is going through the cloud right now um and i think it'll be a while before it gets to that point so um i think microsoft won i think the the fair ruling was 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 called by the judge for sure um I'm just interested to see what they do with newer games that are coming down the line. Because I think we all know they got the whole 10 year deal or whatever. I think you decided, or uh, you said that uh, Microsoft decided to do just Call of Duty and not any other Activision games. So um, it'll be interesting to see if there's new IPs that come out, are those gonna be exclusive to Microsoft or are they gonna be able to go to PlayStation 2? So and that's the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is seeing what comes of, what comes of the the new IPs because you know they got some new stuff in the works. I, I think one of the devs said like after the ruling, we've been working on a bunch of stuff and we found they're able to or getting ready to, sh to show y'all what we've been working on now. So whatever they're working on or whatever these new games are going to be, I'm interested to see how that's going to affect Sony and, and what those games will be. So it'll be interesting. Yes, no, that's true. Um, I, I think. Uh... I mean, of course, it's Activision Blizzard. They have a lot of games. I think even um, World, of, World of Warcraft has a possibility um, to come over to, to maybe they can make an Xbox version or something like that. Maybe. Who knows? Um, Diablo uh, currently, I can we can see Diablo fully being a Xbox exclusive in the future. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it's, it's a bunch of there's a, there's a bunch of opportunity there. But I, I think uh I think ten years is a is a is a great time to take advantage of that for Sony, so Sony can do their own thing and develop their own shooter. Um, I remember you know, I was reading some comments and there were some tweets uh, of people saying, "Okay, well that's fine. Let them have Call of Duty. Let the Xbox have Call of Duty. Let Sony take over Battlefield and 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 fix Battlefield up, and that can they can compete again or something like that." Go ahead. And, uh, they can have Battlefield. <laughs> so. You know, it's 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 time. It's, you know, it's just uh, it, and it kind of makes Jim Ryan look stupid because now he did accept a ten-year deal. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, so 
And then there was also things that, you know, that, that came out like when Phil Spencer was emailing Jim Ryan initially and was talking about working out a deal with, with Sony. Uh, you know, Jim Ryan did this big email and this big email rebuttal where he's like, well, we're, you know, we're willing to entertain a deal if it also includes, um, if it also includes uh, other games that you, uh, uh, other games like Bethesda, like Bethesda games. <laughs> So, <laughs> so it was just like you. Sony was just trying to put Xbox in like in a lose lose situation. Like Sony truly felt like they had they had a lot of pull, and and yeah. to me, that's why I feel like there's a bunch of behind the scenes going on with the FTC because Sony really felt like there was no way Microsoft was going to win this case, and yeah. and they were surprised. So I do think that the things that helped Microsoft was the fact that they did a deal with uh, the Nvidia GeForce where they uh, allowed a lot of their games to be available in the cloud. Um, and also Nintendo did a 10-year too. deal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, that was that was smart. That was smart. Now, after these 10 years are over... <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a good point. I'm interested to see that too, because, I mean, if they get to a point where Microsoft was just raking in money from, from Activision games, plus what they got going on with Bethesda, it'll be interesting to see. Um, if they can afford to, to lose out on that Sony money, but um, you will have to just wait and see, right. honestly. Um, I'm interested to see how games like Starfield are going to do, and, and uh, whenever we get to El the next Elder Scrolls and the next Fallout, because I mean, those are huge games, man. I mean, I know Starfield is a new IP, so this is different, and if it does blow it out the park when it does release, you know, that's just another game that won't be on, on PlayStation, but Elder Scrolls, everybody plays that. <laughs> so right, um, I'm pretty sure those are going to be exclusives. So it, it'll just be I, interesting I to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think... go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say you finally have a reason to buy an Xbox for those games because in the future, we always found ways or found reasons why to buy a PlayStation. Like I found a reason why to buy a PS5 so I could get god of war spider-man 2 you know all the exclusives now you people who are on their side are like well i gotta get an xbox so i can play starfield so i can play elder scrolls so i can play fallout like that, it, that that's healthy when it's like it's not everybody just trying to get playstation so they can play playstation games <laughs> you know what i mean so right right um i'm uh, i'm i'm just interested to see that in the future for sure no then i, I agree with that i think uh I don't. I think multi-platform games like Call of Duty, that has features, online features that are really uh, online games that you can play with your friends and has a lot of microtransactions. I think they'll always be. I think those games will always be available for uh, for multi-plat. Uh, you know, for other systems. I think it's smart for Microsoft to make them always available to PlayStation players, just like how Minecraft yeah. is. Um, but the games like you know, like you said, Fallout. I, I mean, Fallout or um, Elder Scrolls. Um, I'm sorry. I just from this point on, I think I don't see that being uh, on PlayStation <laughs> ever again. Uh, so I think that's exclusive. <laughs> I think it's. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. And, and you just like uh, you. You can only you want to play Spider Man or any of those um, Marvel games that's coming out now. Um. Uh, that that it would be on, um, you know, like God of War. You know, that's it. It's the same thing. You, you you're gonna you're gonna go play Spider Man on PlayStation. You're gonna be playing Elder Scrolls on Xbox. So, yep, that's it. <laughs> right, that's it. 
Um, so uh, interesting, just to, to finish off this segment, interesting thing I heard is they people are saying that Microsoft and PlayStation are not done buying, uh, you know, developers or, or buying these 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 develop based companies. If there's a company that you would like to see Microsoft or PlayStation buy, especially for Xbox, uh, for us since we mostly play Xbox anyway, what's a company that you would think or that you would like to see Xbox uh, buy? Man, uh, man, I have one, That's but I'm, I'm interested to see if it's the same one that you that you're thinking. <laughs> you probably think it's Sega. You probably- <laughs> Well, I wasn't thinking. Well, okay. So here's the thing. I don't, I don't really play. I mean, when I think of Sega, I just think of Sonic. That's it. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. me, it's like if you buy Sega, what else you gonna give me besides new Sonic games? You know what I mean? Um, th- I think well, it would be big business for Microsoft as far as money wise because that's a huge, huge game in itself. It's like the Mario version, like the Mario for for Sega is Sonic. So, um, right. It'd be big for them. Now, for me, they may not win me over, but they would win a lot of people over for sure. Well, I have I have two, but I think I'm gonna say the first one that the ghost in my head would be, of course, Square Enix, and we're gonna talk about that later. But yeah, uh, I think Square Enix, you know, would be a great pickup. But also, I kind of don't want to see Square Enix, you know, solely on the um, exclusively the Xbox because you know uh, Square Square Enix is a Japanese company. It has a big history with PlayStation, so I, I like. I like Square Enix being available to both consoles because of that history being on PlayStation. You know, Final Fantasy VII was, you know, PlayStation. It wasn't Xbox, you know, so. Uh, but yeah. I, if any, but if there's a company, especially a Japanese company that I'm thinking of, it would be Konami. I think I would love Konami to see. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see like Metal, like Xbox take over the, the Metal Gear series, mm-hmm. uh, and and those games and games like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, you know, all those type of those Konami games and take those over and, and revitalize that series because I just don't know. Um, and, and especially now that Microsoft is definitely uh, working with Hideo Kojima now, and you know, maybe he could put him back on the Metal Gear series. Who knows? Uh, so, you know, I would love yep. to see, I, I would love to yep. see Konami. I think Konami would be a big one. That's what's up. Um, for me, I'm, th- this company is owned by EA, and I don't think Microsoft. I'm not gonna say Microsoft's not big enough to own EA because Microsoft can pretty much buy what they want to buy. But if they could buy an individual game studio, like maybe pull it away from EA, I would love to see them get Bioware, and then just pretty much be the the house for RPGs forever. Because I mean, if you get Bethesda and Bioware. I mean, what else? What other company is making RPGs like that besides, you know, Japanese companies with, you know, Square Onyx and stuff like that? So, um, I mean, to see a exclusive Mass Effect 5 or 4, whatever they're going to call this new one. And then, uh, so what's the other game that y'all had me play that took me a while? Uh, it was uh, Dragon Age. Uh, well, oh, Dragon, Age Dragon, Dragon Age. Yeah. So, I mean, if those games yeah. to be exclusives, right? Man. You talk about people having to buy an Xbox, like that would do it. No, but you're, I, that, you're, you're right because you're one percent right. That, that's a, I didn't think about. I didn't think about Bioware like that. Uh, I really did because you know, man, when Mass Effect came out, it was exclusive to Xbox. It was an Xbox exclusive, and um, the first and later on, yeah, the first Mass Effect, it was exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. And then later on, um, they put it out on uh, 
PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can see it returning back to its roots. And then, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic from Bioware yep. and EA, uh, that was yep. Xbox. Xbox yep. exclusive. So, yeah. See, man. See that? I mean, especially <laughs> in today's day and age, with those games being as far as exclusives, like I'm telling you, they probably they wouldn't make up all the market share that they've lost to PlayStation, but they would make up quite a bit. I mean, people would have to get an Xbox to play these games, and it would just be like us, like who who own both. We would just there would be a lot of people who would start to, or at least adults who can afford it, people getting both systems or. Just a kid that plays games, you know, as 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 a as a as a young as a young child, like they would have to really think about which system they want to buy, since they can only probably get one. So it would be like, you know, do I really want to get a PlayStation, or am I going to get an Xbox where I can play all these, you know, Mass Effect and Fallout and all that stuff? So that that would be interesting, man. It, it would be crazy if I, if they found a way to get Bioware from EA. But yeah, that that, that would be fire to me. Uh. Gotcha, gotcha. But bringing up Square Onyx, more big news. Um, Final Fantasy is coming to Xbox. Now, I know this is really big in your arena, so I'll let you talk a little bit more about it. But uh, not only is Final Fantasy coming, but they're saying that more games down the line will be coming to Xbox as well. Um, how do you feel about that? Oh, so this is, this is good because... Uh... I you know f- Xbox had a lot of the Final Fantasies from I want to say even from fi- started from Final Fantasy 12 I think even Final Fantasy 11 finally I don't know if you know about Final Fantasy 11 but Final Fantasy 11 uh, was a big MMORPG uh, it was the first Final Fantasy MMORPG and it was on Xbox I don't think it was exclusive to Xbox but it was like one of the one of the selling points of the Xbox uh, uh, 360 at one point in, in the Xbox and gotcha. ever since then every pretty much every final fantasy had had come to uh to xbox but then after final fantasy 15 uh the last one uh we're not getting 16 on the xbox so we know we got a new final fantasy coming out right now what well, is already out right now final fantasy 16 and now that's mm-hmm. exclusive to playstation i'm not sure if it's a timed exclusive it's not it hasn't been announced if it's a timed exclusive but if, as of right now it looks like it's just purely exclusive to playstation so and and we didn't also Final Fantasy fourteen, Final Fantasy fourteen, which is the latest, uh, of course, um, is the new MMO RPG in the series, uh, has been exclusive to PlayStation for a long time now, and I'm I'm still wondering why that has never come to Xbox. So, uh, so yeah, so there's some rights or whatever PlayStation must have won uh, won some kind of bid for those games, I guess. And uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that Xbox is in Square Enix. They're kind of repairing their relationship now. Maybe because of this merger, it it uh it, it helped, I guess. But uh, it's good to see because I I would love to play I I would love to play you know Final Fantasy 14 on on Xbox. You know I, I you know my brother he played it for a, a long time on playstation and i just i you know i just was really wasn't getting on playstation like that and i was like man i wonder why this game couldn't have been on xbox but now mm-hmm. it's good to see that it's finally coming a little bit too late now but still I, i'll take what i can get and i hope that this uh this announcement means that we will eventually be getting final fantasy 16 on the xbox which sucks because i just recently got final fantasy 16 on playstation so that sucks <laughs> right <laughs> 
I mean, uh, honestly, this is you're talking to someone who played one Final Fantasy in his entire life. That was the one with uh, with Cloud. I'm forgetting which one that was. Final Fantasy um, VII. That's the only Final Fantasy I've ever played, and I played it at a friend's house over a weekend. Uh, so I've never owned Final Fantasy. So I mean, to me, it's great news. I know that they're big games. And that's great for people who love those games. I'll probably try to get into them in the future if they do come to Xbox. So when 14 comes, I'll probably check it out. If I would love them to put on a Game Pass, that would be even better because I don't have to pay for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's great news. Uh, more games from them down the line too, from from Square Onyx. So be interesting to see what those games are. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great news and it's good for the Xbox gamers for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. We'll probably hit. Well, I'm just gonna say this. We'll take some time out of the podcast for sure to talk about this because I know this is near and dear to Jay's heart for sure. <laughs> and that is the UFO of the UAP congressional hearing that happened this week. Um, I don't know where you were, but I remember I, it. They just announced it like at a weird time. It was probably like nine o'clock at night, and I heard like, "Oh, it's happening tomorrow," and then. I cut it on and you were already watching it the next day. So um, <laughs> I think the best way to describe people on the podcast, Marvin excluded just for the, for this one for today, but you got to think of us as kind of like characters from the X-Files. While you would 100% be Mulder for sure, if, if, <laughs> if this was real life, I would definitely be Scully 100%. Um, so that for anyone listening that is kind of where we are as far as in terms of this subject of ufos uaps whatever you want to call them now um but passing it to you for a sec because i know we we've had our uh external conversations about ufos and uaps how do you think it went i know you were saying that it was a historic uh historic case for sure since nothing ever has been you know that far up in the chain before in the courts um so just talk a little bit about that and just what it meant for them to have that congressional hearing this week can i make a side joke before i get to details see yeah dory dory gets tired of my ufo comments and uh I was telling her last night, I said, I don't know if we even should move to Atlanta anymore because, you know, we recently read an article where uh, there's been some private corporation that found a uh, found a, uh, a UFO uh, spaceship or whatever, supposedly some crash, private corporation crash and retrieval program all the way in Long Beach, California. I was like, they're here capturing UFOs in Long Beach? <laughs> I was like, damn. It did. Well, you know they had, you know they had the Battle of Los Angeles and all that, you know, all that stuff back oh, in the day. And exactly. So, so yeah. The majority of those incidents that they talked about the, the here would happen in California, surprisingly. But, uh, yeah. but I was telling Dory, I was like, well, it didn't. I said, well, we could, I was thinking Atlanta would be a good place to move, but then we found out that there's a big giant uh, red square the size of a football field was up found was was seen off the coast of uh, was seen on the Gulf Coast. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, nowhere we go, they everywhere. So they're they're everywhere. <laughs> they are from Alaska to to everywhere in the United States. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this it this interests me because uh you know three we had three guys. This is a very historic moment in my opinion. We had three uh, uh 
Navy commanders, or Navy, uh, Navy military men, uh, uh, testify about their experiences with UFOs, UAPs. Uh, former Navy pilot Ryan Graves, uh, Commander David Fravor, two of those guys, I believe, were part of the Top Gun program. So, uh, like Top Gun Maverick, you know what I'm saying? It was up there with Tom Cruise. They had a real Tom Cruises. Uh, <laughs> they were, you know, so they these are these are the guys that they know any if they see something in the air flying, I feel like they would know what's going on. Um, and then the biggest guy, the biggest one that everybody really wanted to hear from was uh, uh, it was a former Air Force intelligence off, uh, officer named David uh, Grush. And he's the one he's pretty much the only one out of all the three that's really saying, hey, we have alien bodies. We have alien spaceships. We have a top secret um, crash and retrieval program uh, where we have. Uh, people that you know these these things crash on our planet we go pick them up we reverse engineer them and all kind of we sometimes we have dead bodies sometimes they're alive and we have knowledge of it we everything has been everything has been well all this information has been com compartmentalized to where a lot of the top officials in congress and in the government don't even have access to it and if you do have you try to get access to it you get denied no matter your top secret clearance or what so it's just like all these top secret shit going on in congress what was amazing about this hearing was this was basically congress saying like who do we need to contact who do we need to find to get this information from give me all your sources because we're going to start breaking down walls to get this information because you know there's a lot of bureaucrats in the government that's kind of hiding this information who do we what walls do we need to break down to get to the bottom of this because not only is this a national security issue but now we're finding out that a lot of taxpayers money monies in the trillions of dollars are being spent on these black programs that a lot of top uh, members of congress don't even have knowledge or access to and that's why um this was so big so it's like so like i was telling ej and marv in our private chat is it's really bigger than just you know aliens it's really you know uh top secret stuff that's being hidden from people that should have access to this stuff you know what i'm saying so it's like okay well who's really controlling this and like you know like ej said if you watch the x-files Mulder and scarlet go through these things and you know they work mm -hmm. the x-files is literally a program within the government that tries to investigate all these these weird supernatural and extraterrestrial things and the whole time there's a secret black go black government within the government and you know yep. so and and that's pretty much what this was exposing so it's like i said so it's bigger than just aliens it's like okay we need the is this time for these black programs it, it needs to stop so they're investigating but uh you know ryan grays you know he you know he's one of the pilots that was on one of the battleships he, he you know he he was on a ship where some of his pilots were coming in contact with uh some an object but that, that he describes was a uh it was a triangle i mean not a, was it a triangle or it was a a uh a diamond shaped or square object inside of a uh i'm getting this wrong i think i'm describing this wrong i think it was a diamond shaped object or a triangle shaped object inside of a, a square uh a sphere or something like that or a sphere inside of a it's, it's some weird shit it's a weird some weird shit that you know his pies were flying by <laughs> some object that was going at supersonic speeds and uh and it, you know, it's, when he describes it, you know, I don't know how you feel, EJ. It sounds like a drone to me. It sounds like some super yeah. advanced drone that we've probably never heard of. Um, yeah. 
and he believes and he also believes um that it may be some type of advanced technology that we just don't have knowledge of right now it may be some top secret uh from another country so he's not necessarily saying it's alien uh but then we also have david i mean not david Gersh, we have commander david fravor who witnessed the tic tac uh, incident which was an object off the coast of of san diego where he was on the uss nimitz in 2004 this is way back in 2004 mind you not 2021 yeah. not 2020 2004 i was like 13 12 years older then but a tiktok uh tic-tac object uh that uh it was tiktok shape or he said or the best way he says it was basically a giant uh propane tank uh flying and doing all kind of maneuvers going in and out the water and stuff like that and he's saying I don't know what this shit is. I don't know if it's alien. <laughs> I don't know if it's alien. I don't know if it's some advanced tech. I don't, you know, from a different country. I don't know if it's some experimental type stuff that Americans are doing, whatever it is, whatever it is. And, and maybe he does give some credit to it being alien. He was saying, whatever it is, it is nothing he yes. has seen or he believes that any human has engineered on this planet. Uh, this planet are so far that we have knowledge of he said but he believes it's a hundred years ahead of the technology that he witnessed that's like a hundred years in the future type stuff that we won't be even be we have to a hundred years so you know these are top people in government in in the military that are coming out saying they've witnessed these things and they're and they're also it's just those three but they're representing people under them More that people. also experience things right right so yeah. You know, uh, I think EJ. You know, what was your views on it? I think I thought I thought it was. You know, my my final thing on it was basically I thought, you know, whether we 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 of course I think we should be skeptic. We should always be skeptic on it. But I think it was good to hear because usually whenever we bring UFOs and UAPs up, it's it's a laughable thing. Everyone jokes about it and stuff like that, and it's never taken seriously. So I'm the type of guy that's like I don't want us to take things seriously when it's too late. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'd rather really take it seriously now, and I think that's what we're finally doing. Is it real? Who knows? Gotcha. Um, so I'm just gonna be real. Uh, I mean, like I said, we've had conversations off the podcast about all these events, and Jay is definitely the first person to send the first article anytime it's out about UFOs or UAPs to the group chat for sure. Um, I grew up watching watching X-Files and, and for those who don't know X-Files is like a top five television show of all time for me I love that show I've seen every episode all 11 seasons both movies that came out the little FX movie that came out too I've seen all of them. like I've always loved X-Files it's just been a thing since I was a kid that I've for some reason been interested in extraterrestrial all that kind of stuff even as a kid um, I think where, like I mentioned earlier, where me and you differ is I think Jay is more of the I want to believe Mulder with the sign on his wall. And I'm definitely more of like the, the Scully where there has to be explanations for a lot of this. Not saying everything, but for a lot of this, I think there is like a lot of uh, explanations. And I think people like to take it to the fantastical when sometimes there's actually explanations for why things are going on that, that's actually happening. Um, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I will say, you know, I do, I do, there, there are certain things, certain conspiracies that I do believe in and certain things. Cause I mean, being a human, you have to believe in some conspiracy theories cause some shit just don't add up. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Um, Mm-hmm. with the with the aliens and stuff i mean i don't know man it's it's i think personally that um there's different ways you can look at it i think first and foremost for me i do think that our government has gotten to a point and not just our government governments around the world have gotten to a point to where they can make stuff and make like drones and, and aircrafts that can do a lot of stuff that we didn't think they could do. Um, now, I don't know if this has been, if they've been making these since the 50s or 40s or whatever people have been saying they've been seeing this stuff. But I do think that there is a point to where now we can make stuff that can do things that people didn't think that we could actually do. Like, you know, ships that can fly and then stop on a dime and move backwards. Now, I don't think that those are manned ships per se. I think a lot of what people are seeing are, are drones, and being controlled from somewhere else in the in the world or being controlled from somewhere else uh you know anywhere in the country etc um a lot of what they were saying was interesting um old boy in the middle i'm forgetting his name right now was a grit was a grush the main guy that kept yeah, saying he couldn't say anything that was pissing me off and i get that he <laughs> is a you know like we joked around he probably got the mib outside his house for sure which he probably does but um you know he can't say anything because he has the whole uh he has the whole case going on the whistleblower case and so i get that it's just when i see stuff like that i'm interested i'm, I'm definitely reminded of x-files because it was like you always got Mulder going on to these hearings and the people asking them questions like hey did you see this and you know as the, as the viewer of the show we saw Mulder see it but when he goes to court he can't say nothing about it because he got people watching him and uh you know he's he, he doesn't want to be a whistleblower and stuff like that so that guy reminded me for sure of Boulder and it was just like every time he kept saying uh I, I you know I can tell you but off air I can tell you but I can't say it in the setting and stuff like that so it, it, it was funny but it's just interesting too because it's just like he obviously feels that there's some stuff going on um the other two guys on the outside both of the other guys that were with him to me seemed a little more grounded they didn't understand exactly what it was, but some of them were, uh, I'm forgetting exactly which one, but he thought that a lot of it was government manned vehicles or, or government vehicles or as opposed to, okay, as opposed to to Grush, the dude in the middle, who was just like, nope, it's aliens. Like that, that, <laughs> that, that that's why I was just more of like, okay, let's, let's just chill out on that for just a sec. Um, what was interesting though, was when the, the lady asked him about did they find any bodies or, you know, it was, was, was there any kind of bodies in the vehicles that they found? And, you know, social media and everybody is running with it now, basically just saying that he confirmed aliens saying that they found non-human bodies um, in some of the aircrafts that they've that they've uh, retrieved. Um, so that kind of brings me back to like or, or reminds me of Roswell, you know, when people were saying it was a weather balloon and then. Certain people were saying they didn't find bodies in, 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 in the Roswell incident. Some people were saying they did. Um, for me, when it comes to like the whole alien alien part, I think that it's just gonna have to, you're gonna have to have proof proof of that. And there's not gonna have to, you can't tell anybody that that exists. You're, you would have to show them. And so for a lot of people, uh, you know, like I say, look back to X-Files and think about Scully. She was just like, I gotta see this stuff. You know, it, I'm sorry, but I can go off word, but I do need to see it. And I, I think for that particular, for for them to say extraterrestrials do exist, um, there needs to be some kind of proof. Like if you don't even show a body, you got to show something that 
proves it without you know without a shadow of a doubt so um i'm a, like i said i'm a little less high on the guy on, on crush and the other two i kind of feel where they're coming from um I didn't think it was as historical as you did. I mean, I know that you, you broke it down and, and it fits that that bill for, you know, for for that court case, for the court congressional hearing, for them to actually do it on aliens. Cause like you said, you know, it's been a taboo subject to bring up and people don't really talk about it that much. Um, but I mean, I, I think it was interesting. I think it was needed to have, cause you know, I, I think a lot of people see these things, especially people in the military. And so now, uh, they can get some kind of sense of you know i'm not the only person who has seen these type of things um but it, it, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens going forward i know he kept telling people on the panel that i'll talk to you after the after the hearing and all this other stuff like that like yeah, i think he told aoc she asked him a question about it and she was like well can you tell me this this and that? he's like, i can't tell you now but i can tell you after here so i'm interested to see if he actually talked to those people if we're ever going to hear what he told them and what happens moving forward from this because the thing is this is great and the cynical in me comes out now like i was saying in the text the other day it's like we have these or we have this and this is like you know groundbreaking for us to have a congressional hearing about this but if we don't hear anything for the next five to ten years about anything then this was for nothing and not only was it for nothing but <laughs> x files was more true to me like a lot of stuff that I've seen because it's just like like you were saying earlier there are these governments within the government that is trying to keep this stuff a secret or whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's aliens or not even like for myself I think a lot of it is just tech they're just trying to keep this stuff secret because they just don't want the stuff to get out um right and if this stuff is what it is whether it's aliens whether it's this crazy technology that they have they're not gonna let y'all know about it <laughs> and I don't care if AOC talk about it. I don't care if if Rush get up there and start spilling. They they're only gonna let this dude spill so much, and he can go on social media and he can try to blow it up and he can do what he want to do. I'm not gonna wish death upon nobody. I'm not doing none of that. All I'm saying is, he needs to be careful. X Files is real. Those people went. They just go missing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not saying he shouldn't speak up because he should especially if it's something that's near and dear to his heart. He said something the other day, I think about something happened to his wife. Did you hear that part, Jay? About, uh, yeah, yeah. Something happened to his wife or something. I didn't hear, he, he spoke on it very briefly and then moved on. But so yeah, go ahead and speak your truth, man. But my thing is like, if I'm gonna be that guy that's gonna be the, the whistleblower and I'm gonna, I'm gonna expose the government for not showing us aliens, I'm, I have to know that this is a crusade that I could possibly die. For so I'm going to tell y'all everything. Something happens to me. Right. Something happens to me. But it's it's like those people that are going to do that. They're going to have to just go all out and not worry about what happens to them. I know that's hard to say because obviously people have families and they got people that they care about. So it's like you can't just. But it's like honestly, man, if, if you really try to expose the stuff, you just going to have to come out and do it. If not, these company, the, 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 these secret agencies, whatever you want to call it. You know, you got the smoking man and, and X-Files, like these people <laughs> over these companies, man, they ain't gonna let this stuff get out. Like, and, and if they do let stuff get out, it's gonna be what they want us to know about at certain times. Um, but right. Marv made a good point in the chat, like he said, and it's the truest thing Marv has said in the group chat in a long time, bro. <laughs> and that is, the world is not ready for that. Not just America, but no one is ready for that. And 
the government or whoever this, these these people who are over these shadow companies, they know it. I know it, so I know that they know it. We ain't we ain't ready for that. <laughs> not 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 right now. We're not like we're we're still we still got crazy stuff that we got going on. Um, you know, just as humans interacting with humans. You know what I mean? So whether it is aliens or if it's just crazy tech, um, it, it, it's gonna get out when it when it gets out. And I, I think, like you said, this was an important case. But I'm just interested to see what happens next. Right. And my last thing I'll say on it is a lot of the cases that they talk about in here. I mean, a lot of the stuff uh, I told you, like I told you on chat, I believe a lot of it is drones. I believe it is American technology. And that to me, part of that kind of excites me because I'm like to know that we're that advanced, you know, because, you know, my affinity for like space travel and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um you know i if, if that if you know i believe a lot of the of that is is us is, is really us what i think there's some of that stuff where you know um i, I just don't think roswell was a weather balloon <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> uh you know you don't you just don't come out and say something was a flying saucer that crashed and then the next day it was a weather balloon i just that's bullshit so i agree with you on that i agree with you on that <laughs> so uh but but I, I definitely agree with you. I definitely 100% agree with you. I think um, I kind of I, I kind of think about I try to put myself in, in, in Grush's shoes and think, OK, what's stopping him? What's stopping me from just saying just telling everybody everything? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and not just and just and, you know, fuck the consequences. Just let's get it out. If I really want the American public to know this is the time, because he here's the thing. Even if Congress does get the access, are they going to really tell us? Like you said, that don't mean shit. Y'all y'all got the information. They don't mean the American public going to get the information. So, exactly. You know, so it, that's true. So, you know, but also think about the people that he's representing, because a lot of this information was secondhand knowledge. It was passed on to him. He, a lot of these things he didn't see himself. So. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's people that he's protecting. And I think that's why he really can't come out. Well, one of the reasons he really can't come out and say a lot of this stuff because he's truly protecting other people. So unless there's some type of way for all of those people that can come out and do it safely, we don't, we, we, you know, first of all, we know it. If it's because if it's real, it ain't no way. There ain't no way. Nobody safe. So ain't right, nobody right. safe. Right. You know, I, I read a story the other day where a dude was about to come out. He was a. Uh, some kind of military uh, military vet he came out and said that he he was witness to a a crash a crash uh retrieval program and he saw the ship and everything he was gonna come out in front of congress and talk about it and the next day he died by a car crash so yeah so like th this stuff really happens <laughs> i'm telling so... you bro like yeah <laughs> i i you know i say that i'm not a conspiracy theorist but if you ask like my sister people in my family they'll say i am a conspiracy because i watch videos on youtube about all this kind of stuff like like i watched all this kind of stuff and i've seen you know you've heard the stuff about even like stuff that's like not even extraterrestrial like there's an article about this dude who um created the first water-based driving car where it could run off of water instead of running off of hydrogen uh, uh yeah so you know and this is this would shut down the whole industry if this dude was able to get this mass produced right so the dude yep. had the idea the dude came with it he had people that were going to back him next thing you know dude died of a heart attack at a young age he was very healthy nothing was wrong with him he just died and stuff so yeah. like when i read stuff like that you have no choice but to be a conspiracy theorist at that point because it's just like stuff like that happens and i know if that'll happen off stuff that just affects the economy 
Imagine what people would go through and the links that they would go through about UFOs or UAPs or, you know, government technologies that they, that they don't want to get out. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, I, I know David is doing his thing and then this is, this is, it's great for him to step up and speak out and stand up for these other people. At the same time, just be careful. Like, yep. movies, <laughs> people don't understand, like, <laughs> movies are entertainment. And that is very true with television and entertainment. But a lot of stuff behind these movies and behind these television shows is real shit, man. Like X Files, and uh, it's just like people thought of these ideas. And these ideas just didn't come from nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they have grand ideas, but like the basis of the stuff that they're doing, it comes from something. So it's like, bro, all I'm saying is, just be careful, do it the right way, and in time, this stuff will come out. But if you try to force it, they're not gonna let. I'm telling you, they're not gonna let stuff get out that they don't want to get out. And so it's gonna get out when it gets out. Uh, it's basically where, where, I, where I'm going with it. So um, that's true. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, yeah, it, it was it was big. It, it was it was big this week for them to do that. And like I said, it was just weird that it came up out of nowhere because I didn't even know it was happening until like late one night, and then it was like, oh, it's happening tomorrow morning. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see if anybody else comes out, like if AOC comes out and says anything, because apparently she was supposed to talk to him and other people were supposed to talk to him. So um, me personally, I think once he says something to him, whoever the shadow company is or whoever the people are in the government that already know about it, are going to be like, yo, now that you know, don't say shit. If you say something, there's going to be a problem. So um, I think, like you said, that's what's going to happen. They'll find out about it, but now they can't say nothing about it. So... Yeah. Well, that's why that's why the public has to keep their interest on it. But you know, but a lot of people, you know, I think the problem today is we're going through we're going through our own issues today. You know, exactly you know, with the economy yeah. and 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 a lot of people out of work. So yeah, you, the UFO thing may be interesting, but you know, right now I still got. Someone told me I still got to pay rent. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, I was just about to tell you that. I was just about to say that. I saw I saw something on Instagram. Uh, this dude that I follow, he was like, "Bro, I'm gonna rib you." The alien stuff was very interesting, but that is probably the fifth or the sixth thing down the line of stuff I got to worry about every day. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, right, is, right, right. That's important, but bro, I got to worry about paying bills. I got to worry about as black people, we got to worry about racism from other 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 people. So it's just like there's so much stuff I got to worry about every day that when I get home and I'm just tired, like I don't have time to worry about when they come to to, to abduct me. <laughs> and I just started laughing because it's right. like it's true. It's like there's so much other stuff to worry about right now. It's right. just, you know, but like you said, if, as long as the people keep they keep, keep talking about it and, and not let it die, eventually, you know, whether it's extraterrestrials or just advanced technology, it'll come out eventually. That's true. It's true. Oh, but speaking of movies, man, let's let's talk about a uh, a couple movies really quick. We're not gonna go into them. 100% because I haven't seen them yet, but give us a real quick breakdown, Jay, quickly about what you thought about Oppenheimer, what you thought about Barbie real quick. Well, I'm, I'm going to go Barbie quick because uh, that was that was trash. Uh, Barbie, <laughs> guys, I, I just want to say groupthink is a real powerful thing, virtual signaling and, uh, you know, uh, being worried about being canceled is, is a, it's a real thing because a lot of people out here praising Barbie and it, it's not that good 
it's really not that good. I will say the, the cast was fantastic. I don't think it was any issues with the cast. I think everybody, I think Ryan Gosling, I think Margot Robbie did a great job. Issa did a great job. Sam, Sammy Lou. Um, uh, ben, I can't pronounce his name. Ben uh, Adir. Uh, ben Adir. Guy that's, ben, yeah. yeah. He's in Secret Invasion and he's playing Bob Marley. He was pretty good. Uh, the black guy um, that's also the new Doctor Who. I think he's the first black Doctor Who and also the first black gay Doctor Who, I think. Um, I, he's uh, he's in the film. Everybody does a, everybody does a great job in this film. Um, a lot of cameos, Will Ferrell. I mean, not uh, cameos, but other characters in there. America, America uh, Ferreira is in the film. Uh, Will Ferrell is in the film. So, cast was great. It was the story, man. It's, I just it got boring. It, it got boring for me. First of all, this is a this is a movie about feminism. It is a feminist movie. And guess what? I don't care. I don't care if it's about feminism. I wanted to, you know, I go to a movie to be entertained. I think about the political aspects later, you know. <laughs> so, yep. uh, and uh, it definitely has a message that it wants to uh, to, to, to to teach uh, everybody. And I just thought that message, the way it was presented to me, was boring. I just I just wanted to change. I literally fell asleep the majority of the movie. Tried to I woke up later. You know, there were some things that made me chuckle. Some of the comedy that made me chuckle, but for the most part, it just I. There was a bunch of silliness, man. At first, I was I was starting to think maybe they did make this for kids. Because <laughs> uh, this is just fucking a bunch of silliness going on. Like I I really don't know. I, I even we we ended up walking out the theater. Me and Dorian walked out the theater. We asked this one dude, "What do you think?" He said that shit was horrible. <laughs> so, and that's and that's a real quote. A yeah. real quote. He's, and this is a dude. They came and had his pink on and everything. You know, everybody was wearing a Barbie. I, I was, you know, I, I don't wear pink. I was all in my black as usual. Dorian wore her pink on Barbie shirt. This could have wore salmon. His... Yeah, could have wore salmon. Yeah, uh, you, you know me, salmon. man. Dark. Everybody know my colors. If you know me, it's all. I, it's almost like I'm gothic, man. I can, you know, it's all dark colors. Oh, I'm the same. I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you know, if I if I if I had pink on, it's because I'm having a daughter. <laughs> but uh. But nah, man, this dude was this dude was barbied out, and he was like, "Man, that shit was horrible." He, he was disappointed, and you know, so it is what it is. You know, it just wasn't good. I get it. I give it a one out of five. Uh, Oppenheimer, man, five out of five, man. That is Oppenheimer is is a masterpiece. Um, Christopher Nolan outdone himself again. Uh, uh, it is not just a story about how the atomic bomb was created. It is literally a biopic of uh, Robert. Jay Oppenheimer himself, you know, the things that he had to go through in the 60s. I mean, uh, well, not the 60s, the 40s, um, dealing with the rise of communism, um, the issues with the uh, World War II with Nazi Germany and Japan, trying to de- develop a nuclear weapon before the Germans did. You know, all of these things, whether it was it, is it the right thing to do? Would it, you know, would creating such a weapon uh, destroy the planet? Uh, was it a weapon that needed to be made? It was like all these philosophical questions. It was more than just, um, you know, oh, we may look, we, we're making an atomic bomb. It was like, it was truly deep. It was a deep, profound film. And uh, the sound was great. I, I know I heard a lot of people complaining about the sound because, you know, Christopher Nolan does have issues with sound sometimes, like the whole thing with Bane and his speech in, in Dark Knight Rises. 
but actually i didn't have any issues i saw this in adobe um i didn't have any issues with the sound i thought it was great i think it was loud as fuck though uh but that's what you get yeah but no it, i just thought the acting was great there was um you know a lot of people don't know that you know after he made he made the bomb he pretty much lost his uh his his clearance and and was betrayed by a fellow scientist or whatever so you get a lot of that and that scientist i think his his name was dr strauss played by robert downey jr he killed it robert downey jr killed it uh it was uh it was it was great i rec- i highly recommend oppenheimer to anyone who hasn't seen it yet i'm actually going to go see it again because it was that damn good uh, it is probably moved up to maybe um my number three christopher nolan film of all the time because you know i just i love the shit out of interstellar so interstellar is number one i think uh, number two is the dark knight and i probably move um uh, i think i've moved oppenheimer up to number three in my favorite christopher nolan films of all time i'm glad you brought that up i don't mean to cut you off because my next question to you was is it safe to say that he's top two top three directors of all time oh it, it's it's safe i would say top three he's definitely in the top three uh, because I'm, def- I'm looking at the roster here and there there are no misses jay i mean tenet is might be to me like Maybe his biggest miss, and that was just because I didn't yeah. understand shit from that movie. Even <laughs> though it was beautiful, the sound was great, the acting right. was good. I just didn't know what the hell they were talking. About. But um, <laughs> you know, you go all the way back to like Memento, and then all the way forward to Oppenheimer. Like the dude don't miss. Like that's very rare that you can go for this long from 2002 to now, 20 year period, and not really have like a super miss except for possibly tenant and i think that that didn't even do as well as because it was during COVID. i think it would have done better um if it wasn't during COVID, and if he would have explained yeah. the shit, <laughs> if he would have <laughs> both of that i think it would have did better but um that's good to hear about oppenheimer man um i'm definitely gonna go see that for sure i won't see barbie in theaters i'll probably wait till that it's on <laughs> netflix or hulu or whatever um just to say i did see it um but yeah, Oppenheimer, being a history guy, I know that was interesting for you, and I'm a history guy as well, so I'll definitely uh, go see it and read more about Oppenheimer for sure. Um, there's a movie you forgot, though, and it hurts my heart because it has, to me, it has to be number one in Christopher Nolan's movies. It may not be for everybody, but for me, Inception is number one. That that damn movie, I think we talked about it before. Inception is just, is, I when he thought of that, I don't know what the hell he was smoking when he thought that of that movie because that was just genius. Like I, I'm sorry, that the acting was great, the story was great, and it it had elements of Interstellar as far as like just like the spectacle, but then it had it pulled in like that. Well, what what about this? What about that? Like Superintendent. So it was just like yeah. I, Inception for me, man. I mean, excluding the Dark Knight because the Dark Knight was just a masterpiece. But if I was going to rank his top three movies, I would say Inception, The Dark Knight, and then like I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, so it's possible to move up to number three. But for right now, my third is The Prestige right now. Uh, okay, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm interested for sure. When I heard that he was doing it, I was like, well, gotta go see it because he don't miss. <laughs> so um, he don't. Uh, I'm I'm about to see it in theaters for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I I agree. Tenet is definitely the weakest, but it is still a good film it's just very experimental what he tried to do with that film very experiment experimental uh but no he, you're you're exactly right christopher nolan has truly not made a bad film as of yet 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's 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 something to say. So he's definitely uh, he's definitely getting up there and historically. For sure. But I think you For I sure. think you enjoy Oppenheimer. Definitely would love to hear what you think. Okay. Yeah. On the next one, we'll recap for sure. Um, yeah, I forgot the cast was just great too. Robert Downey Jr. and it was in it as well. So um, yeah, uh, and then my girl too. I forget my girl was in the movie. That's that's one of my favorite actors right Florence now. Florence Pugh. Um, Florence Pugh. Yes. So she yeah. was in it. Uh, I got to see how she yeah, does. She was in it. Yeah, man. Um, like you, let me tell you, man. You watch this movie, and then you do your research. Oppenheimer was a very interesting man. Very interesting man. Uh, it, uh, you know, it almost sometimes feel like the movie didn't do him uh a lot of justice because there's just so much about him it's like you could do a whole sequel you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yep. he was just <laughs> he was just that interesting like he's just a very interesting person like i love like i i remember people were clapping at the trailer because they saw albert einstein i mean albert einstein in some of the scenes so he was like clapping him like he was an avenger or some shit <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like but like Oppenheimer is up there with Albert Einstein that's crazy like he's up there with him yep. so like the scenes yep. where they have conversations is like very pivotal you know what I'm saying like yep. it's just you know and, and that was another cool thing because it you know there was another cool thing about this movie is that you're, you're there was a lot of cameos from uh other actors like Casey Affleck was in the film um uh, the oh, wow. guy from okay. Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Rami, Rami Malek. Rami, yeah, Rami Malek was in the film. Not the, they weren't in big roles. These, they was like yeah. Christopher Nolan. Like, you want, you want, you want a role? They were like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, people, just, people, random people. Like I was like, oh, that's such a such. Oh, that's such a such. That's such a such. They just got two Speaking minutes of, of that, the screen time. That's it. I heard that like. Someone was on Instagram earlier today, and they were like, "People that you didn't know were in the movie." And they, I heard that uh, Josh from Drake and Josh was in the movie. Was he in the movie? Yes, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like it was like, a, it was like a whole bunch of people from Nickelodeon or something. Like it was like they were like all these people from Nickelodeon were in Oppenheimer, and they showed like five people, and Drake was uh, Josh was like the first one, and then they showed a couple of other people. Uh, I can't remember it's some from shows I, I've seen when I was a kid, but they were like, "Yeah, all these people were in were in Oppenheimer," and I was like, "Wow, that's interesting." I'd have to go back and see. I'd, I'd have to go back and see all yeah. the other people. But yeah, he was and he did a great job. Um, did a great job. He plays one of the scientists. Okay. But nah, man, okay. it's a good movie. Like I would sign up. Like Chris don't call me today. It's like, hey, you wanna? It's the, hey, just one scene. You just doing one day. Shit, I don't care. I'm, I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yep. That's what's up, man. Uh, um, yeah, definitely gonna have to go see that. So y'all got two reviews. One bad, one good. Um, but y'all can, you know, take it how y'all take it for sure. Um, let's switch over to TV, something that we both seen, we both finished. Let's talk about Secret Invasion, Jay. Um, yeah. I'll say this: valiant effort, but with a lot of misses. Okay. Um, first and foremost, I think you will agree the roadie thing was a miss for sure. Um, yes. Clear cut miss. Uh, it's hard to have a character like that who we've known since the first MCU movie in Iron Man. Technically, that's when the scroll invasion happened when he took out uh, Terrence Howard and put in Don Cheetah. If you want to talk about a scroll taking over, that's technically, that that's the scroll part. But you put in Don Cheetah, 
and we get invested into the character more of Rhodey. He's in Iron Man 2, he's in Iron Man 3, he's in all the Avengers, he's in Captain America Civil War. Um, and then we come to find out, and spoilers for anybody listening because we're going to dive into the show just a little bit. Um, we come to find out that he is actually a scroll, and it looked like, was it a female that was playing him? Yeah, it was. It was, was. He was in the mirror. Look, like he was a female. No, it was a female okay. scroll. It was. Okay. So we come to find out it was a female scroll that was actually portraying him in the show. Um, number one, just to talk about this point first, um, making him a scroll does a disservice not only to his character, but to other important moments in the MCU. And I say that because if you think back to like Avengers Endgame, Tony Stark died. Um, spoilers if y'all haven't seen that <laughs> uh, you think back to when Tony Stark died and all the people that are going up to him before he you know passes away you know you got Spider-Man you got uh, what's her name that played uh, his, his girlfriend love interest she was there and all the people were coming by to basically say like their really last farewell to him and I remember Rhodey went up to him and was like had this little heartfelt you know couple sentence exchange and it's just like you know he's been with me since the beginning like this is my guy you know um we come to find out in the show that it seems at least that Rhodey has been a scroll ever since the end of captain america civil war is that right jay well that's what the director came out and said but uh judging by uh, scenes from Endgame, it, it's impossible for that to have have happened. He, some, it, I believe that he, the scroll thing had to happen after Endgame. Because, I'm with you. I'm just going you know, off. You remember of, some of the, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the director knows what he's talking about. Because, uh, because remember uh, the scenes where the the they, Thanos attacked the building, the Avengers compound, and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rhodey was at the bottom of the, the debris and he was still hobbling because of his brace his leg braces and he had red blood going down his face um yeah so <laughs> exactly exactly, yeah. exactly. So. <laughs> um so i what i don't want them to do is get into this whole messing up the timeline thing like x-men did where you know this happened here but then this happened but how did that happen when this had already happened like i don't want them to marvel to do that with with what happened with Secret Invasion, because if it is true and you're saying that he was a scroll after Captain America Civil War, none of the moments that involved Rhodey after that mean anything, because it's just like that wasn't truly him. And if you are going to say that, then that means now him coming back as a character, he doesn't remember any of that. So I'm interested to, to see when Armor Wars comes out, they need to address what happened to him and when it actually happened. That'll clear up a lot. Um, Right. Maybe you're like you're saying, Jay. Director has no idea what he's talking about, and they can clear that up in Armor Wars and give us the exact point that it happened because he'll probably reflect on that leading into the show or the movie or whatever it's going to be. Um, we need to see that. Um, my second gripe would be killing off Maria Hill so nonchalantly in the first episode. Um, yeah. It, it is weird that she kind of like turned on Nick Fury, you know, all of a sudden, and then she, and then she just died. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think they should have gave her a little more runway, you know, for her to express her feelings on Nick going to outer space and just basically leaving her and everybody else in S.H.I.E.L.D. 
on earth to deal with everything that was going on. Um, also, I just find it yeah. weird that Nick would just do that and just leave and just ignore the responsibility that he's had. And they made it seem like in the show that, you know, and it, I mean, not made it seem, but it, I mean, it is like ever since Carol Danvers came in 94, 92, whenever she came and did the whole, Mar you know, the Captain Marvel movie and all that, like, this is something that Nick Fury has been dealing with ever since then. And even though they don't really touch on that in other movies until Secret Invasion, this has been a huge thing that's been going on behind the scenes. And so I just didn't, the weight of it, we never really got a build up to this. Like I never really saw like an end credit scenes of any of these other movies, like someone's hand turned green or this, they start bleeding and it's purple. You know what I'm saying? Like we should have had stuff leading up to this that kind of gave us an right. idea of where we were headed. And it just seems like it was dropped on us. Uh, at a moment's notice and so had a had an issue with that um my last issue and i'm gonna throw it over to you jay is the whole super scroll power thing and just like how they had like 18 different people on there <laughs> and how gravic who's the big bad of the season just dies in like three minutes um yeah <laughs> and, they, and they both had the same powers right and so right. you know seeing Oh, girl, go up to him. I'm just gonna call her Khaleesi for now. I'm forgetting her name in the show. Emilia, um, uh, character. Yeah, Emilia Clark's character. Um, seeing how quickly she, she killed him, and then also asking myself, is she the strongest character in, in Marvel right now? You know, because uh, like, like it. it seems like it. <laughs> and what is she gonna be doing? Is she still gonna be helping Scrolls on Earth? Because now the president just went crazy. He basically turned into Trump at the very end and calling on the Proud Boys, telling everybody to go kill everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, which was right. it, which was a crazy scene because Nick and said the same thing. He was just like, bro, why did you do that? You know what I mean? Like, right. so uh, that was a crazy scene. Um, so it'd be, it's interesting to see where they'll go from here. I hate that this is the outing that we got for Nick Fury's like lead role. It, I feel like he could have done a lot more. I feel like the story should have been integrated way back in other movies and then like dripped until now kind of like how thanos was dripped through all the movies leading up to avenger uh, the first avengers and then throughout the avengers movies until you got to Endgame. so um yeah it, it's, it's gonna be interesting man marvel's just in a weird place right now that's all i can say and, and it sucks that we're not going to get any movies or shows anytime soon since all this stuff with the writer strike and everything that's going on um but what were your thoughts on it well, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I think uh, the biggest thing for me was for a TV show that spent $200 million. Uh, this doesn't look like a $200 million show, uh, first off. So I'm not sure who is was putting money in their pocket and, and stealing money from the show because it didn't go to this show. Um, <laughs> I don't know who it went to. Yeah, $200 million, that's a feature film. So I don't. I'm confused. I'm, I'm greatly confused to where all the money went. Maybe, maybe we went must. A lot of that money went to marketing. I guess I don't know. But uh, the other thing too is, man, um, Samuel Jackson. Dude, this show just kind of proved that he, he, you know, he isn't as smart as Nick Fury has always uh, supposed to have been, or uh, uh, or appeared to have been, and perceived to be. Uh, Dick Fury has always been this type of character, whether he was white or black, that, um, you know, always 
I always had a plan like Batman, you know, always had a plan with always always was already five steps ahead of the enemy, five steps enemy of his friends, you know, and just in case something happened, he always had a plan. And this show kind of took a shit on all of that because now it's just like, okay, well, all the scrolls did everything for him. So, so the mystique of Nick Fury is gone now. Like, so like I, that, that really, uh, that really left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know about you, but I was like, I, I didn't like that. I, 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 I didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that, you know, there was the scene with, uh, the scene with, uh, what's his name's character, uh, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character, uh, Talos saying that we did everything for you you know we were your mm-hmm. whole your, your spy network and everything you wouldn't be nick fury without us and like you know you would be pushing you know pushing papers in the offices like you were in captain marvel and i'm like damn i'm like <laughs> this this dude really didn't do shit what has he done so like to me they kind of they kind of broke the, the whole character of nick fury down to me I, I I just didn't I just didn't like that. Also, I didn't like how why why could Nick Fury be the one to take down Gravik? You know, I mean, I just didn't understand how why G got the super scroll powers. I, well, I, I feel I, like I, 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 I mean ahead, I know ahead. I know I know Samuel Jackson's old and shit, but you know, <laughs> you're about to say. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but still, he could have did something. I don't know, man. G, it just made no sense, but uh, you know. I, I, I just I just didn't like that. Also, I the you know again with staying on the powers to uh, Gia and Emilia Clark's character becoming a super scroll along with Gravik, uh, bruh. That I how do you resolve that now? Does the powers fade away? Does she have them permanently now? Because she truly is the strongest character. See, I I think even on a scanner, even on a scanner that showed all the powers, it was like. Like Black Panther, and how the hell do they get Black Panther's powers? You can't. Everybody can't get Black Panther's powers, and that's a right. see. That's the biggest problem with 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 the MCU. You guys do not have a plan. You guys do not get together. You everybody is just writing whatever they want to write. You know this. We saw this in Star Wars, and and it's no surprise that this is it's Disney a Disney owned. IP. No one. There is no. Con, there is no care for continuity. You can't just have Black Panther's powers. There has. There's a whole process to become a Black Panther. You can't just say we got Black Panther's powers. You know what I'm saying? That that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And then like someone even made a joke on Twitter because like when her arm transformed to Drax's arm, they were like, "Oh, she gets Drax tattoos as well." <laughs> <laughs> Right. I was like, uh, who, who's taking care of the continuity? Who's taking care of the care of detail here? You know, MCU fans are very picky and very petty, and are going to be pointing out and looking for shit. They always do this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, knowing it's like they don't care. Is and also, why didn't the Scrolls kill everybody that they they cloned? Like all the like Rhodey and everybody. Why would why did they just have them? You know, at the bottom of the base, they should have killed Rhodey. I mean, I mean, of course, I don't want to kill him, but I'm just saying they should have killed him after they got what they need. Kill him. I like, think we- they said something. I don't remember. It. I don't know if you saw this part. Maybe I saw it wrong. I thought they said they kept him alive for a certain reason of like to get further information. I think like when they changed into him, they can't get all the information from him at once. And so like they can 
go back to the bodies and like touch their head or something and grab information and do something, which is stupid. But I think that that was their way of trying to say like this is why they didn't just kill them instead of, you know, I think right. that they I think they gave an excuse, but I think it was a lame excuse. Exactly. Also, I the other thing too is uh the the president like he already knew something was kind of wrong with Rhodey in that in the beginning of the series like when he was talking when Rhodey yep. was talking to him and he had the alcohol on his breath. He should have known, like you know, he already noticed. He's like, dude, Brody, you had too many, too many drinks. Yep. You know, like you, sh- you should have known something was wrong with Brody's professionalism and his willing to, to, to be a fence and ready to attack Russia. Well, you know, you should have known something's wrong. You got Nick Fury, Nick Fury, who you've worked with your whole career, and he's telling you that this dude is an alien, and you don't want to believe him. It's just like, come on, man. Like the the writing, the writing was just. Man, the writing was just weak. The writing was just weak. There was, you know, y'all, it's just people just writing just to write. They're not caring about the continuity. They're not caring about the context. They're not bringing. They're not bringing in the idea from uh, the ideas and everything that has been set before them. And I know we have a lot of Marvel MCU films now, but it's just that's just not an excuse. That's why you got to have some kind of committee. You got to have some like MCU committee that stays upon the details. You got to have. Hey, we can't do this because. Rody was, you know, Rody showed blood in Endgame. We can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the director yep. to come out and say, oh, I think he was a scroll since Civil War. That just hurts everybody at that point. <laughs> yeah. You sound stupid now. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I, yeah. I, I was just going to say, I just want to touch on some things that you say because you brought up some good points and I wanted to add to it. So, when you were talking about his character arc and how it seems like he didn't do shit now. It, it, to me, it was just, that was a whole far-fetched conversation. Did y'all, mm-hmm. Taylor, did y'all really do everything for Nick Fury? Like, he ain't do shit. <laughs> like, basically, you killed everybody, you did everything, and then you just said, hey, let me turn into this person and promote you. And if that is the case, like you said, why even have the character of Nick Fury, right? Because right. when you go back and you read the comics, I mean, obviously, Marvel took its liberties with Nick Fury, and it's a different character than it is kind of in the book. Like, Nick Fury uh, was a soldier. He was in the military. He even had, like, this... uh, I won't say it's not super soldier serum, but he had, like, this something that happened to him that kind of, like, helped him stay a little bit younger so he didn't age as fast as everybody else. So they did a different take on him in the MCU. But like you were saying, they set it up to where he was the mastermind, like the Batman of everything. Like, I think ahead of you. I know what's going on. I, I can inspire you like he did the Avengers when he gave that big speech to them, even though Coulson didn't, you know, you know, had the whole thing with Coulson and everything like it made it seem like he was this huge figure that controlled so many different elements of what was going on, not only with the Avengers, but in the government as a whole. He basically helped take down um, what's the guy's name that was in Captain America Civil War. He helped uh, uh, the, the Captain guy. America take down uh, not Civil War, excuse me, uh, Winter was it Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier. Uh, the guy that was taking over with Hydra. Yeah, yeah, the Hydra guy. He was helping mm-hmm. take over. He helped Captain America with that whole situation and basically got everybody, got them out the paint. Like, he was doing his thing and there, he was set up as like this huge character and it just reminds me of what they did with Luke Skywalker and how like, they mm-hmm. totally changed the character at the very end. You know what I mean? Like, Luke right. went from this crazy powerful strong jedi who had this sense of hope and i'm not gonna let this happen to my father and he put his lightsaber down when uh the emperor was getting ready to to strike him and then took the electrical strikes like i'm not you know like he would never do what he did 
in The Last Jedi, where he just gives up on his, not only another Jedi, but his, nep- his nephew, right? Right. Right. and try to kill him like that was so <laughs> stupid like it's like as a writer and as a person coming up with these stories and if you do care about the source material the source material at all why would you do that to luke and so when like when you were talking about how they did that with nick that reminded me of that and it's just like you're taking away everything this character stood for um and it, it, i hope that they hope he can redeem himself because he's in the marvels and he's in another movie after this so hopefully he can redeem himself or we get a little more insight to what actually happened but that whole conversation with Talos and then everything that happened in the movie, it was just like, man, they're showing him to be really weak. So I do agree with you on that. Um, the president thing is interesting too, because it's just like, like you said, how do you not believe a guy who's been working with you for the last 30 years? You know, he obviously hasn't been the president for a lot long, but he's been in the military, he's been in the government, and he's worked his way up to become president. And so how do you not right. trust him? And Brody, like you said, coming to him with alcohol in his breath, and, he basically got Talos killed and all this other stuff. It's just like, come on, man. Like, what are they doing? Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him because obviously we know that uh, Sergeant Ross is becoming the president now, no. right? Um, Correct. And so, America. yeah. So it'll be good to see him get 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 his ass out of here then. So because he's ridiculous, and then called for that you know that Proud Boys movement at the end of the episode. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I guess it will be good to see Sergeant Ross take over, um, take over becoming becoming president. So that that was weird that's to probably, me too. That, that would make, it would make sense if that's probably what sparks him from maybe having to leave his presidency. Uh, I could see that happen. I don't mean it would be smart to use that. To be honest, like okay, that's a reason why maybe he has to step down because he's he started it. You know, the American public went against him because he sparked all these killings. And uh, just one more thing too. A lot of people were talking about they didn't understand why he he would do something. He would spark all these people to kill kill all these aliens, uh, these supposed aliens or whatever. When your world has been attacked by aliens multiple times, and it's just like right. you know, <laughs> right. you, you know, America has literally set up a, a refuge, its own island, guardian. yeah. guardians, right? So it's like. Bro, the, the writing, bro, it's just man. Um, it, it but just to sense. add to your thing about the president thing, you are correct. That could be a reason that they do use that to get Sergeant Ross out because he, Nick Fury, even says he goes, uh, "You doing stuff that sounds really like a one-term president." You know, so uh, <laughs> you're right that that he did says he says that verbatim. So um, that is probably you know them alluding to he won't be president for much longer, and that's a good thing. Um, but your final point I want to touch on before we switch over is you were talking about continuity and just how this stuff doesn't make sense. And I fully agree, man, because it's like at first it seemed like Marvel could do no wrong because everything tied together. You watched Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, you watched Captain America, Winter Soldier. Like they left little breadcrumbs throughout all these movies, not just about Thanos, but just about other stuff that was happening down the line. Like you can look at other movies and you'd be like, oh, that started from uh thor one or that happened in thor two and it seemed like they could do no wrong because everything tied together whatever happened since endgame it just seems like they stopped meeting or they stopped coming together to talk about stuff and it's like oh let's just give every director the freedom to do what they want while in essence i do want a director to have creative direction you need to let them know 
you need to stay within bounds of what we're doing because all of these movies, or at least 95% of them, tie in together. We are telling a comic book, we are making a comic book world. All this stuff goes together. You can't have, except for you know your one outliers here and there, you can't have a lot of these movies just going off on their own, doing their own thing, and then trying to reference stuff later. And you know, it's just not gonna work. So like you were saying, they gotta figure out, they gotta get in the writer's room with these people and be like, yo, this is the plan we have for this character. Let's just say, this is the plan we have for Namor. Make sure you write about Namor in this way in this movie. Make sure you write about Namor in this way in this movie, because we need to talk about him in this movie in the future. So it's, I don't know, man. They It seemed like they used to do it, or maybe they were just getting lucky. You know what I mean? Maybe we were uh -huh. so enamored by the characters at that point that we didn't really care. But it seems like that right now, since the main Avengers are gone, and then with the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman and everything that went on with Wakanda forever, even though it was a great film, um, it's like they're looking for somebody to take over and they, they can't really find it yet. The stuff going on with Spider-Man, now we got the writer's strike and it's just like them trying to do all fit 17 TV shows in a, in, in a calendar year and, and half of them not hitting. And I don't know, man, they're gonna have to figure it out, but they're gonna have to have yeah. a come to, come to Jesus moment and just talk amongst each other and try to figure out like what it is that they got to do to get it back on track and it starts with them making sure that this stuff ties and goes together because when he said that homeboy was taken in civil war i was like you gotta be kidding that that just totally <laughs> takes roadie off of everything like any moment he had after that means nothing so um yeah yeah it's it's unfortunate it, the, the show could have been so much better and then like my, my last really quick thing was this didn't need to be a show. This needed to be an entire arc. Uh, it needed to be an entire phase, in my opinion, Jay. Um, I agree. I agree. I agree. You have to build up in other movies. Like, this could have been the secret invasion phase, where it's just like, now, technically, Captain Marvel should have been the first movie in a new phase called the secret invasion phase. And that is where you show Talos and everybody come in. And all the subsequent, subsequent movies in that phase more and more stuff starts happening. You start seeing people who you didn't even expect to be scrolls be scrolls. Like you have to start seeding that throughout an entire phase. You can't just say Secret Invasion TV show. Like that was a whole comic book arc. Like, like you know what I mean? Like it totally changed the MCU from that one comic book arc. And so if you're gonna do that, it's great that you gave it six episodes and that's kind of like six, five to six hours worth of content, but you have to have an entire phase to actually get the point across of this being a looming threat. Because even now, you're just like, oh, well, scrolls are done. <laughs> you know, back to yeah. MCU as we know it. You know <laughs> what I mean? And uh, so, and last thing, <laughs> someone made a, uh, a, a comment, or they even showed the, the picture on Instagram. And they were like, it's just funny how Captain Marvel went to that planet to kill uh with the avengers to kill thanos when they got there and then huh. the homegirl cut his head off that's a plan <laughs> that you could have given the scrolls right there hey nobody <laughs> nobody on it jay green grass trees fruit <laughs> animals could have took the scrolls off right there you could have told nick fury about it because she's supposedly working with nick fury to find them a home you didn't think that that would be a good home after after thanos died you're right. Okay. So <laughs> I was just like, yep, yeah, you got it. So I, I hate it, but if I'm going to rate it, 
it's probably a four out of ten for me for sure. Yeah, I give it a two out of five. Yeah, yeah I, want, I really wanted to enjoy it. I really wanted to enjoy it. Me too. I was invested. It just didn't go anywhere. It just didn't go anywhere. Well, hopefully, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is supposed to be uh, well, the Marvels is supposed to be in a, a direct sequel to Secret Invasion. So I guess we'll see um, if that truly is a direct sequel. <laughs> and we didn't even get into the Nick Fury with a scroll thing. We didn't even get into that. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get into that. Um, but hey, whatever floats his boat, I guess. So um, that honestly, that whole sequence and the character and him that that didn't even need to be in it. To be honest with you, in my personal opinion, but um, cool for them. It gives us more backstory for Nick, I guess. Um, shows that he cared about the scrolls more so than just being a weapon, I guess, if you want to say that. Right. That seemed like it all. That's all it was really trying to say was that he has been really invested with the scrolls. But we kind of knew that because you know, even when he goes up to sword, all his all his scrolls up there working for him and stuff like that. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, hey, yeah, we'll it is. see. <laughs> yeah, <It exists. laughs> uh, really quickly, Jay, what do you think about the Invincible season two short trailer they gave us? You ready for that? I've been ready, man. I've been ready. I've been. I mean, it's. I feel like. I feel like. How long has it been since the first season? I feel like it's been four years. Uh, twenty 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 one, right? So about, about two, yeah, about two years. Yeah, it's been two years. It feels like ten years because <laughs> don't, I don't understand how you can give us you give us six or eight episodes and then we don't hear from you for over twenty four months. But yeah, um, the only thing that I'm worried about is they said that this is going to be what eight episodes, and for as long as we've been waiting, they, we should have at least yeah. sixteen. <laughs> you know, you know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm not sure what the what is going on. Why is why is the production of the show so uh in a frenzy and is so difficult i don't i'm confused like i don't like do they do they not want to make the show or is there some inside political stuff that we don't know about that's yeah. happening behind the scenes but it is it, it just doesn't make sense for like if, if for eight episodes and take this long for the show to get done i i, I don't understand like we we've had Three seasons of the boys already. We're about to get uh the, the boys season four. They come out the with spin-off. a and a spinoff and a spinoff. Yeah, Gen was it Gen V? So yep. yeah, like I, I'm I don't know. I don't understand. I, I don't understand. Is the animation too difficult to do? Does it take too long? Like damn, demons, demons, even demons Slayer comes out every year. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an so, anime. Anime leaves you hanging for years, bro. Exactly. Uh, so there gotta be some behind the scenes shit going on that we just don't know about that's like you know not letting this show be as great as it could be because after this season's over you don't tell me you gotta wait two more years three more years for the show to come out again I'm I'm beyond I'm starting to this season better be fucking good I'm telling you not it better it be good to be. So, it has to be bro it has to be because man yeah I'm, I'm with you 100% um, looks it looks good from the trailer, but I don't know what's going on with the weight. It's just I don't understand that at all. Um, and like you said, we better not wait until two years for eight episodes. You better get in that room and start drawing them damn characters, man. I'm sorry, like it just 
the show is too good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you were right. saying, we get three seasons of The Boys, a spinoff, all this. Like, bro, you can't give us one season of Invincible every year at the same time, or like relatively at the same time. Like, I, I don't know. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see about that going forward. But it does look good. And Jay, if you haven't seen it yet, they did a one episode special about Adam Eve and like how she came to be. So it was actually pretty good. Okay, okay. I'll yeah. check it out. Um, um, next thing on the list, man. I know this is one of your favorite games. It's one of my. It's probably my favorite fighting game of all time. We got Mortal Kombat One coming out uh, late September this year, um, and they announced the DLC characters for that. How are you feeling about the characters, and how are you just feeling about the game overall as a whole? Oh, I am highly excited. I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to find time between Starfield and Mortal Kombat. But uh, after playing Street Fighter Six, I'm having a great time with Street Fighter Six. But you know, Street Fighter Six does get stale to a certain point. Uh, it just, uh, you know, in my opinion, Mortal Mortal Kombat is the best fighting game that um, has ever existed. Uh, it, it just is. Is you just so many combos, there's so many moves and all kind of stuff that you can do. There's just more characters. The lore just, is better it, too. Yeah. The, yes, that's another thing. The lore is better. There's actually, actual. Is it, it? Mortal Kombat has strayed away from the the type of arcade fighter that mm-hmm. um, Street Fighter is. You know, Street Fighter doesn't really have like a uh, a, a, a true linear story that you can follow. Mortal Kombat does, and even then, there's just you know, Mortal Kombat just offers you so much. It's it's a it's a complete gaming experience. Um, yep. Street Fighter and Tekken. Um, so yep. I just want to get back to, uh, I want to get back to, you know, being able to do all kinds of different combos. I think like Street Fighter, you can really only do like your combos is very limited. Uh, it's really, you know, uh, Street Fighter is more of a, uh, you know, you make the wrong move, you get your ass kicked, you know, type of game. Yep. Uh, Mortal, Mortal Kombat is like any, at any point, anybody can come back. It's like mm-hmm. it's a it's a true fighter game. Like you do, you know. At any point, you thought you had me. I got a little bit of life left, but it'll take me one combat, one combo to get me back into the game, and it's over. So it's just it's just so many things you can do with Mortal Kombat. So it's like it's like I said, it's just a better fighting game. So I'm yeah. I'm excited for it. I want to see what they do with this new era, where you know Luke Kane has rebooted the whole universe. Uh, you know, I, I just want to I want to see what they do with it, man. I want to see where Mortal Kombat goes from here. It's been so they're legendary franchise and. I would love to see them incorporate some of the movie characters as well from the actual uh, Mortal Kombat 2 movie mm-hmm. that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, cause filming, but yeah, I would love to see some of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see my favorite part is like the whole Link Quest situation and then Sub-Zero and Scorpion being brothers. Now, that is the most interesting part of this whole game to me. Honestly, if, the, if you can land that part of the game, I'm good because it's just that just seems like a cool idea to me that they're brothers instead of instead of you know from rival clans um and then seeing the little smoke trailer and finding out that even though he's not their blood brother in the game he's like their adopted brother basically because he was taken under their wing um so that's cool can't wait to see that um i wonder if if uh cyrax and uh and uh what's the other dude um sector yeah i wonder if they're too if they're, if they're going to be in the game or not or if they're going to talk about them at all so that'll be cool to see that um 
this Lee May character, you may know more about it, but I don't remember. Yes. Has, she, has she been in the games before? Yeah, she has. She actually has been in the game. But, you know, Mortal Kombat has a has a giant catalog of fighters. Lee May isn't like a character that like. She uh, like from Deception or all those games? Because I don't remember her in like yeah, I one, think two, she and would, three. I think the last time I seen, I, I think Lee May was in the game was in Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Okay. Okay. So. And that's when they had like over a hundred characters in there. But I think she was in Mortal Kombat Four um, at one point. Yeah, but yeah, she she's a like I said. She, I don't know. If, I wouldn't say she's a popular character, but she hasn't been. She she's been a character that hasn't been in the recent games as of late. So it's yeah, good to see her powers look fire. Yeah. yeah, it does. Does her and Tanya? We get to have Tanya back too. So Tanya's Tanya, back. Yeah. Yep. So she hasn't been in the game for a while. So yeah. It's good. Do we know? If, do we know if Jade is gonna be in the game? Do we know if she's gonna be in it or not? As Jade right was always now, a great character to me. As of right now, I don't know, but you know, we do have Tanya. I, you know, I, I don't remember two black uh, female characters being in the game. <laughs> in the same, that is very true. Also, <laughs> that is very true. So, you know, um, like, you know, you can have Jax. You have Jax and a black a black woman, but I don't remember two black women in the same yeah. game. So. But yeah, I so agree. maybe Jade, I mean, maybe uh, Tanya is taking Jade's place for this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, also interesting, too, was the whole Tarkarden disease that Bar- that Baraka gets. And so that's why they look like that instead of it being like just them as a people. So I'm interested to see how they touch on that, too, because that was really, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, yeah, man, I mean, the story so far looks like it's pretty cool. Looks like it's going to be good. Um, what do you think about Omni-Man and Homelander being in the DLC? Oh man, this this is probably the one of the best uh, DLC characters I've ever seen in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, that's, Omni Man is cool. brutal, so he fits perfectly in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I mean, like they couldn't got it. And Homelander too. Homelander just making his appearance in all video games this year. Call of Duty, now in Mortal Kombat, like great. They are milking him, milking him. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's that's uh. No, that's this that's amazing. That's that's really cool. I'm very surprised they were able to pull that off. But uh yeah, man, that's that DLC pack. That's and that's the first DLC pack. Just, just think what we're gonna right. get after that. So <laughs> Right. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm trying to think. Is there anything else about Mortal Kombat? No, that was it. Um yeah, the movie the cameo characters. I'm guessing uh yeah. You know, there's gonna have the cameo fighters too. So, like, even characters, yep. some of the characters won't be uh, uh, main fighters, but you can use characters from the past, like Jax, as cameo fighters to come assist you in battle, like some kind of tag attack. So, that would be interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it'd be interesting what they do with Raiden, too. Like, does Raiden remember that he was the God of Thunder? Is he trying to get back to being the God of Thunder? You know, so it's. You're right. That whole storyline is going to be interesting, but I'm glad that he's in the game, and I'm glad that he's an Asian character in the game because I've always seemed like he wasn't Asian. Uh, so I'm glad that they actually, you know, brought him as yeah, back I, as an Asian character. Right. I never got understood that. Like they like I think in Mortal Kombat, the last one, like he was straight up a white dude. Yeah. I was like oh, God, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that. But okay. Uh, <laughs> his choice was that Ed Boon. So I'm glad. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad they fixed that because that, that never made any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it should be a good game. I'm a, 
I'm I don't I won't play it as long as you. I'm more of let me get through the story, get a couple of fights under my belt. You know, I'm more of the story guy for Mortal Combat, but I I will be buying it 100 percent for sure. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm probably I'm, I'm actually gonna play through Mortal Kombat 11, the story mode and a DLC story, one more time for final time before I uninstall it. Is the Kombat DLC 11. story necessary? From Mortal Kombat oh, 11, hell no. yes. oh, I don't think yes, I played the DLC. I only did the oh, really, really good game. This is the first time in Mortal Kombat's history where they've added like a DLC additional story that, that actually continues. It's it's like Mortal Kombat 11 2. Uh, Interesting. In a way. So it's actually a story, and it actually, yeah, this story uh, pretty much creates the events that we happens in Mortal Kombat 1. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to try to get it then. Uh, if, I, if it's cheap, I'll probably try to get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Other games coming out for August. We got Baldur's Gate three. I never played the first two. So, um, Jay, you ever play those? I haven't played any of them, but Baldur's Gate. You know, I think I may have to get onto it. It's it's like a Dungeons and Dragons RPG type of game. Apparently, there are over. 150 cutscenes that your character because you know this is also a game uh like you know like Bioware type of game where you make choices and certain things happen and stuff like that so your choices okay. uh impact your story so and it's there's a lot of content apparently and it's 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 going to be going to get uh, Starfield for one of the best RPGs of the yep. year yeah for sure uh, so yeah, we got Baldur's Gate coming out on August third. We got Stray coming out on August tenth. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That the game actually looks pretty interesting. I think it's gonna be. Is it gonna be like the Dead by Daylight type games? It does seem like it. It does seem like it. Uh, okay. Got to look look at it and see. Uh, find out a little bit more about it. But uh, I, I do think it is gonna be that type of game. Okay. So yeah, we got that on August eighteenth. People still playing Madden. That comes out August 18th as well. <laughs> um, Immortals of Avium. That was the game that reminded me of what Avowed should have been. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that game... If that game gets good reviews, I might try to see how that game is. Uh, that comes out August 22nd. Uh, and then Armored Core. I've never really been interested in it, but they showed like the little uh, uh, CG trailer for it, CGI trailer for it. And that comes out August 25th. So... Uh, yeah, got a lot of good games coming up. And then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, as Jay mentioned, 31 days for Starfield. So everyone <laughs> get ready for that. Um, we'll definitely be waiting on that. To me, that has the potential to be game of the year. We just gonna see if they can stick the landing. Everything looked good from the showcase. So, um, yeah, man, I've been watching videos on YouTube getting ready. So we'll see, man. We will see. Yep. It's a lot of big, big rest second or uh, second half of the year, I guess. Um, for sure, for sure. So a lot of games to be played. Yeah. Um, um, I was gonna get into um, some of the writer strikes, you know, the SAG after stuff, but I think we should probably wait till Marv gets back on that. I know it's gonna be a bigger topic, and that'll probably be another 20, 30 minutes just discussing everything that goes on with that. And I know that hit home, that hits home with you for sure, because that's what you do. So. Um, on the next, on our next episode, we'll dive into that a little bit deeper. Sounds good. All right. Well, appreciate everybody tuning in. Thanks, for, thanks for listening as always. And uh, we got some big things coming 
later this year. We got Starfield coming up, so I know Jay and I will probably be doing some walkthroughs and some videos talking about that. Um, and hopefully with Starfield being as big as it is, maybe we can do some extra videos on that and uh, just dive deeper into everything that you can do in that game. So be on the lookout for big stuff coming from us. But again, thank y'all and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Follow us on all social media platforms. Catch us over on Spotify at The Shoe Program and any other DSPs that you prefer to listen to podcasts on. Also follow us over on Instagram at The Shoe Program. Follow us on Twitter at SHU underscore program. And also tap in with this man. Ask any questions. Feel free to follow, DM us, reach out. If you like anything, follow us on YouTube. Please let us know, man. We really, really appreciate you all listening. We appreciate you all's feedback and tapping in with us content-wise, man. We would love to get to know you and figure out who's listening to us and what you all would like to see and just for showing us consistent love week after week. Thank you all so much. Peace.